Welcome, weary travelers. I'm Kieran Bennett, your dungeon master for this tale, and your brave heroes this evening are Aguila Newman. Well, Kieran, it's me. I'm falling down. Nick Chong. Aguila, where'd you go? And Sam Clark. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, hey guys, it's me, just me, Kieran, tonight. Um, everyone else. Hey, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, sorry. Nick, Nick, Apparently, Nick wasn't oh. falling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick was just alone and confused. <laughs> All of a sudden, my friends just, just just fell into the ground. Just started falling. Um, yeah, so, I mean, back to uh, For Crits and Giggles. We're a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast. We play D&D, then we record it, and then you listen to it. Um, how's everybody doing? Are we well? Healthy? I'm good. Yeah. Well and healthy. I think Aguila might still be falling. Well, the state of our characters is certainly unhealthy, but we are rich in mind, body, and soul. <laughs> wow. That is good not altogether very well put. One, yeah, one right, of us is right. rich in mind, one is rich in body, one is rich in soul. You can <laughs> it's up to you figure to figure out it out, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, lately, uh, I've just been really exhausted from um, having a variety of people do all my chores for me. And just it's so exhausting telling them what to do uh, that I just cannot remember for the life of me what happened last week. Do you want to remind us all what happened last time? Still in the pursuit of the Golden Blade, our heroes found themselves in a desperate race against time. With the Golden Blade having stolen away to the basement, home of some of the most forbidden knowledge in the world, Mordai and Poe drew various factions to them, whilst Mithras investigated a portal to the basement. All was not well, however, as Mithras found himself, the Proctor, and Roger, surrounded by grey-skinned monsters. As Mithras and Roger defended the Proctor whilst he opened a portal, Poe and Mordai led a large party of wizards and scholars into the room. As Poe and Mordai entered the room where Mithras and Roger were taking their stand, the Proctor opened the portal to the basement. Each confessed a secret as the creatures recoiled from the portal, and our heroes soon found themselves in the basement of the Starlit Rock. Soon, they were in a position to get the drop on the Golden Blade, and so took their chance. After an enormous struggle, it almost seemed as though our plucky lads wouldn't get what they came for, the Golden Blade itself. But alas, as they dogpiled the Golden Blade, the armor-clad warrior dragged our trio through a hole in the tower and into the sky below. And now, for the next episode of For Crits and Giggles. So we rejoin uh, the three of you where we left you off last time, clutching the golden blade in his full armor and sword as he grips Poe with Mordai and Mithras on his back as you fall out of the bottom of the starlit rock and you slip out through the hole in the bottom of the tower and begin plummeting to the ground below. And as you fall, as you are incredibly high up the wind is whistling past you as you uh, shoot to the ground like a uh, four-headed stone and uh, the wind is rushing past you as you, as you fall down and uh, as as you fall uh, Poe you see uh, past the golden blade shoulder uh, the hole 
uh, that you fell out of at the bottom of the tower, uh, surrounded by uh, the, the other uh, sort of exits from the bottom. And as the as the tower uh, sort of falls away from you, uh, you see Roger and the Proctor uh, kind of like poke their heads out uh, of this hole and sort of like watch as you uh, fall horrified looks on their faces and uh, as they begin to get far enough away that you can't like see them that clearly anymore you see a third figure join them and also look down with a confused expression on their face and uh, as you continue to fall uh, the golden blade uh, yells i have what i need you don't need to die no more blood needs to be spilled they put us out of here. <laughs> that was excellent. It's like I'm really slowing. Yeah. Sound effects, my boy. Sound effects. Yeah, no, it's fine. We have we have a guy for that. It's okay. No, this is way better. <laughs> what would you like to do? Okay. I just yelled at him. No, but yeah, no. Get no. us out of here. Uh, so at that, the uh, the golden blade. Obviously, he's holding onto you with both hands at this point, but he's still holding on to the front of your shirt releases your back, reaches up behind him to grab the sword, and then in one fluid motion, unsheaths it, and then throws the sword downwards. The sword spins blade over hilt, blade over hilt as it goes down, and then he yanks back with the empty hand that just threw the sword, and the sword suddenly stops in the air sharply and begins to shoot backwards towards his hand, and as it does, it slices a hole, a jagged ragged hole in the air itself below you and you see a portal has opened underneath you and he says jump save yourself now jump or i'll close the portal i'll barely survive the fall as it is but you'll be nothing but a red mist if you don't jump through there right now how's he gonna survive it he was a bad guy (laughs) i don't need all three of you to die i have what i want so the sword made it back to his hand did, hang, the, hang on. did the sword fly back to yes, him? Did he, he catch it? He did catch it. <laughs> oh, he already caught it. Damn. All right. Real quick, did he? Did we see what he had sort of gathered? What? What? Uh, no, 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 none of you really asked about that uh, last time, so you, you didn't like investigate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of you. Had, none of you had the wherewithal to actually look at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, the whole like awesome plan. <laughs> I mean, like he's 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 in a giant suit of armor. It's, not like he's carrying a purse or anything like is there like a book attached to his belt there does not appear to be something on he he doesn't appear to be carrying like a a leather bound tome or anything i mean if we just hold on to him he can kind of cushion the landing for us a little (laughs) bit perhaps mithras kind of turns to um mordor and shout should we jump i don't know i don't know now (laughs) I, I just, I'm just realizing now that I, we just assume. Did he do anything objectively evil? No, oh, he did because he blew people up, right? He, he was. Yeah. Is, is, is this is okay, this good. out of character? Is he really? Is this out of character or in character? I just don't understand what his motives are now. Okay. All right. No, this is sorry. This is out of character. I'm just. The more I at least he's looking around. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> God. Okay. Is the sword? It's, it's like in his hand. Or has he put it away? Uh, in, in the intervening time where you've just been staring at each other, he has put it away. Can Mordai try and take the sword out of the sheath? He's going to do that. Okay, yeah. So you reach forward, uh, and as your hand closes around the... Uh, I can't want to say handle. It's a hilt. 
as your hand closes around uh, the hilt of the blade and you try and pull it out of the sheath, uh, a sudden sharp shock uh, runs through your hand and you like pull it away uh, in, in pain. Uh, and the golden blade uh, turns around uh, and looks at you over his shoulder uh, and says, You don't have time for that right now. You're plummeting to your death. What do you not understand about this? A, a look of uh, annoyance and then frustration uh, and then acceptance crosses Poe's face uh, and he takes his hands that, that are like gripping onto his two friends um, and like brings his legs up and, and pushes off the uh, the golden blade and, and drags the other two down into the, into the split. All right. <laughs> it, Damn. It, Yes, we jump. If you want, because my... We should fail, boys. We'll get him next time. <laughs> Nick's just, like, firing arrows the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> you detach yourself from the golden blade, and you begin to uh, fall uh, backwards, and it hit the golden blade thrusts out with one hand and sort of, like, shoves uh, the, the three of you kind of, like, through the air. Like, he, like he pushes Poe, uh, so he's now falling uh, faster. Uh, and as you, uh, as you slip through... Uh, the golden blade does that like he does that real cheesy thing where he like puts his hands by his side so he's like more aerodynamic and he just kind of like he seems, he seems like he, he nods at you which is really weird and then the portal slams shut and the three of you uh, suddenly find yourselves uh, collapsing and sort of tumbling onto the ground back in the basement of the Starlet Rock where you see Roger and the Proctor, and the Proctor uh, suddenly uh, Poe uh, collides into you uh, very heavily, and uh, you you feel his his arms uh, wrap around you as he as he tries to put you into a big hug, and he says, "Oh my, oh god. my god, oh, oh, oh I, was, I was I was so, so worried, worried about the three of you. you, you just you, we, were, we, were, we were we were up there, there and we were watching, and you seemed to have it really under control, control and, then, and, and then and then you just tumbled out of the tower. Oh my." I'm so glad I'm you're so all glad right. You're all right. Uh, Poe r- raises to his feet and deactivates the drowner's belt and says, uh, "We're fine, but well, he got away with whatever he wanted and golden blades. So uh, sorry, I guess." No, uh, it is regrettable, obviously, that, that he managed to get away with uh, whatever it was that he that he wanted. But uh, you know, I, I you know, I. I I'm just glad the three of you are all right, because uh, uh, based if you know if past performances are anything to go by, uh, you guys should be able. You to, guys should be able to. You guys should be able to stop them next time, right? Well, do you know what's missing from here? Uh, no, no, I, 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 have, I, haven't, I haven't checked. checked. Uh, uh, and he wanders over to uh, where the golden blade was, kind of like investigating, and uh, and you see uh, a sm- like another one of those pillars that has like a sort of spectral hand on the top of it, uh, and. Clutched in this hand is uh, what looks like a like a folded like a folded note of some description. Um, it, it hasn't really been placed back that carefully. It's like someone's taken it out, unfolded it, and then tried to fold it back up incorrectly and then put it back. Uh, and so he uh, the the proctor leans forward and he kind of like takes this note out and he unfolds it and uh, and he and he goes um um it it set set. <clears throat> Fine, and then he passes it over to Poe. Hang on, wasn't there <laughs> another person in this room that was staring down at the hole? At Poe? 
Oh shit, yeah. And there was also that tiefling somewhere here as well, hey. So you guys take full stock you look of the up room. And you realise there's actually like 15 people in this room <laughs> and none of them can read. <laughs> <laughs> and so, actually, you're on a boat. You forgot the whole time. <laughs> Wait, if you're here, who's flying the Starlet Rock? <laughs> and then Biddledump says, hey, how you doing? So Mithras, uh, as, as the proctor gives Poe this uh, crumbled up note, you finally kind of take real like stock of the room and, and sort of like orient yourself as to what's going on and you see uh, the proctor and Poe uh, off to one side uh, having a look at this note uh, and then uh, you see Roger uh, sort of kneeling next to a man lying on the ground uh, and the man's probably I don't know 50 or 60 years old um, and he's just lying uh, on a flat on his back on, on the ground and um, breathing a little bit shallowly a little bit of sweat on his brow he doesn't look like he's wearing any pants which is um probably not the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever seen but it's a little odd uh and you don't see any sign of that tiefling at all hey roger oh oh yeah yeah oh glad to see the three of you are all right it was a bit of a scare there yeah 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 we're fine um who's this Oh, have to be honest, I don't rightly know. He uh, he showed up a little bit shortly after uh, the four year took a bit of a tumble out the bottom, and uh, he sort of showed up, said that he'd found what he was looking for, and then uh, well, then he passed out on the floor. I'm gonna take a. Well, could I suggest oh. that maybe pants should have been what he was looking for? Right, right, you are, sir. A high standard address is the uh, is always the first step to uh, scholarly discovery. Like, is this ass out or is it like undergum? You tell me. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I think like full dress regalia from waist up, and and then like his butt out. <laughs> um, okay, and he's on his back. Yeah, he's just—he's just, no, like he's just like lying. He's like lying on the floor. Okay, Mithras is gonna kind of get in closer and check if he's alive. Uh, yeah, he seems to be alive. Um, Mordo, what are you doing at this point? Uh, he's gonna push past Mithras, get up in his face, and go, "Oi, why'd you stop us hitting the golden blade?" Uh, Mordai, as you get uh, close to this man and you yell in his face, uh, you realize that you actually recognize this guy. You recognize him from when you first arrived at the Starlet Rock. This is the man who said that he was searching for his own name and was wearing his pants on his arms. Oh, shit. I'd say that's a deep cut, but yes. it was only like three episodes ago. I do remember that character. <laughs> to be fair, you, you, you and Mithras were yelling at the Proctor at the time. Uh, but I was going to go, oh, what are you doing here? Uh, so the, the, the guy, seemed, like he seems to hear you and his eyes kind of flutter open. Uh, and, he, and he says to you, oh, 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 it's oh, it's you. Huh. Well, uh, I I did manage to I did manage to find my name eventually. Uh, and he his brow kind of furrows, and he reaches up into his uh, 
sort of like jacket pocket and, and he pulls out a, a piece of paper, unfolds it, and he says, I can read. And he <laughs> looks at the paper, piece of paper and he says, uh, it says Eambulus. And he crumples the piece of paper back up and puts it in his jacket. And <clears throat> Poe doesn't hear that. Um, but he clears his throat and he uh, unfurls a piece of paper and uh, and reads out loud and says, I have stored it away where they will never find it. At the bottom of the hole of greed. There I have hidden it. There I have hidden the true origin. There it will be undone and our people will return. Wow, I sound good. One has got to turn back to the old man and go, Well, nice to meet you, Ambulance. But what are you uh, doing? As, as, and why did you throw your pants at the arrow? As, as, you, uh, as, as you look at this guy uh, and ask him about his pants, uh, the, uh, the skin on his head uh, begins to become translucent and ever more see-through uh, until you are staring uh, at a man dressed in uh, sort of puffy purple silks with a clear head revealing a glowing skull underneath and he kind of sits up uh, leaning uh, back on his arms and sort of surveys the rest of you and takes a, a deep breath in and well, I have to be honest that losing my identity is always a little exhausting, but I'm glad that I've managed to make it back in one piece this time. Awfully sorry about the pants, but uh, no matter how many times you enter into a slight zero-gravity situation, you never really get used to it and things can always get away from you. Awfully convenient. Mm. Uh, per- perhaps. Whoa. Did were you going to say anything else other than just whoa? No, I just thought <laughs> someone in the room need to needed to react to the fact that a literal god is now here and his head is glowing. <laughs> Mordo is not really phased. He's like crossed his arms and he's a bit like indignant. He's like, man, come on. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, whatever. Uh, skepticism is always a, a good a good approach to take when confronted with any new information. I do respect that. So, why are you here? Why am I here indeed? I think you'll be surprised to hear that I'm in fact... <sighs> I'm here for you three. Uh, record scratch? Eambrius <laughs> looks at the camera. You might be wondering how I got <laughs> <laughs> And thus begins a six-episode arc of the podcast. Uh, I mean, my probably next question for someone down the line was going to be, how did you get here? So you may as well do it in a montage. And uh, and, and, and so Eambrius uh, looks at the three of you and he says, you may very well have just imagined a record scratch and you may be wondering how I got here. Well, it's uh, a fairly sordid tale and I seem to recall 
something about wearing my pants on my arms, which unfortunately is not a new occurrence for me, and something that I've done many times. For you see, what you see before you is not the full extent of my power, not the full manifestation of Eambulus, but merely a portion of myself. Where is the rest of me? I'm afraid I cannot say. I do wish that I could tell you, but I appear to have magically prevented myself from sharing that knowledge, which is honestly kind of irritating for the god of knowledge to not be allowed to share some of the discoveries that he has made. Why are you slowly turning into <laughs> Microsoft Sam? Because he's the <laughs> smartest guy that I know. <laughs> Hi, I am the god of Microsoft. <laughs> You're not allowed to make fun of me while we're doing the episode, Sam. You have to do it afterwards. Sorry. <laughs> Justin, leave that in so everyone knows how mean Sam is. <laughs> <laughs> if you're so smart then what's in the hole of greed oh, the hole of greed a fairly inequitous place <sighs> many things are stored in the hole of greed it has been slowly growing larger since the birth of Cranoth over 7,000 years ago some say that the original guardians of Cranoth the Knights of Kalanis still exist at the bottom of the Hole of Greed, digging into the planet in order to discover greater and greater treasures. But I suppose you are asking in reference to that piece of paper your friend was just reading. Yes. 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 Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, a rather unfortunate missive that has been left on this world... That refers to the Infernal Horn, uh, something that some of you may be familiar with. Supposedly, it is a horn broken off of the first tiefling to ever exist on Eanis. A terrible artifact possessing great magical powers. Okay. Hey, Eambulus, you wouldn't happen to know anything about the Golden Blade, would you? The Golden Blade, the organization, the person, or the artifact? All of the above. So it feels like whoever created the fiction probably should have not named them all the same thing. <laughs> uh, Sam, I didn't ask you to fucking dunk on me again. <laughs> you only get once. <laughs> it's almost like I have a really weird sense of humor, and I like the fact that it's really stupid. <laughs> Well, the Golden Blade, the artifact, was, in fact, I am sorry to say, created by my own son. Whoa. To kill me. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's rough, bro. It, it is cool, I suppose, I I in a way. Uh, I'm really sorry. Your son is... My god, geography is bad. Is it Kortha? Kortha, the god of Wars. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, well done, Mordai. You've managed to get... <laughs> Ten, points to Ten points to Mordai. Ten points to Mordai. No points to Poe, who also labelled us <laughs> as God Geography. That doesn't make any sense. 
Honestly, it feels like that at this stage. Do you know much about the Golden Blade himself? Who he is? I must confess that even for an all-knowing god, I know very little about the Golden Blade, the person. Uh, There are many rumors around his identity, or even their identity. Uh, There are whispers that the Golden Blade is the same person that has existed since Tieflings first arrived on Iannis many hundreds of years ago. And equally, there are many rumors that say that the Golden Blade's identity changes every generation, and that it has never been the same person twice. Uh, Which of these tales is true? It has never been verified. How about how we can get control of the Golden Blade, the artifact? Good question. He snaps his fingers and does like it, and does a finger gun at you. Good question, Mordai. Ten more points to Mordai. <laughs> Catch up, you two. Uh, he, he says, what is your name? That's a good question. That'll get him. <laughs> My name is Yambus Poe. Don't waste ah, our blah. time with dumb questions. <laughs> I know they like to say there's no such thing as a stupid question, but in your case, you really shit the bed on that one. <laughs> the Golden Blade, as befits a terrifyingly powerful artifact, is one that cannot be stolen easily. Indeed, it is rather well documented that the Golden Blade was first and foremost a weapon of murder, a weapon of violence, extreme violence. But, though it pains me to say, the intentions behind the Golden Blade's creation were pure. My son wished nothing more than to be free from my control. A aspect of our relationship that I wish I could take back. And so the Golden Blade can only be given freely in the pursuit of a noble cause. To Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so that implies the Golden Blade what he's trying to achieve is a noble cause. But we've already established at this point that That straight up murder can be noble. So it could be anything. Yeah, coming from Mithras, I I could see that. Murder is noble. Not (laughs) what I was trying to say. (laughs) Good logical deductions, Mithras. Ten points. (laughs) Ah, yes, I'm on the board. It is true that murder itself is not particularly noble, but... The intentions, the overall goal of attempting to break free from an abusive father's control or attempting to establish freedom and liberty for your people, as in the case of the Golden Blade, can be enough to convince the magic of the sword to bind itself to you. What one does with the power is up to you. Okay, so... We know his pursuits are noble. We know a little bit about him. What could he achieve with the Infernal Horn? The Infernal Horn is one of the older artifacts on Iannis, and certainly one of the more dangerous ones, so I have not had much personal experience with it, but... 
if the rumors are to be believed. If the infernal horn is used correctly in a ritual and broken, it will allow a portal to open from this world to the demonic realm. Well, that doesn't sound very noble. <laughs> what exactly the Golden Blade's overall intention is with the infernal horn, I can only, uh, I can only guess. I'm really sorry. Pause. Cut. Cut time. Why do we need the golden blade again? To stop, uh, Beels, Beet, 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 Beelzegub, what's his name? Beelzegub from summoning the spirit of the god and killing a lot of people. The ambulance enters into your uh, conversation. (laughs) Ten points to a (laughs) gear. Um, Sam, and why pick do you up your game. Need the golden blade because it's designed to kill gods. So we might not be able to kill him, being mere mortals, That's and the blade right. can't do that. But we might be able to sever the connection between Beskalov, I mean Beskalov, and Kurzal, which will prevent him Another from coming ten into points the Ianis. Okay, and recut. Thank you. Are you all right? The three of you went a little bit blind-eyed for a second there. Were you just reconfirming something amongst yourselves? What is what is the fastest way from here to get to the whole of Greed? I am very glad you asked that, Mordai, and that is part of why I am here. Uh, you have encountered the Great Lurker, yes? Yeah, we're boys, man. Yeah, the sick sword. I bought the sick robe from him. Yes, very nice. You look very handsome, I must say. Thank you. Have you been working out, Poe? Your (laughs) ass looks great in those robes. (laughs) You know what? Five points just for that ass. (laughs) Well, it's good to be on the board, to be honest. (laughs) Even if it is just for your physical appearance and not your innate knowledge. Well, Poe does actually have a low intelligence score, so I am technically role-playing. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mordai does too, but he has, he has decent wisdom, so he's putting the clues together based on past events and present knowledge. Good role-playing. You're well done. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Dan. The Great Lurker first came to you on behalf of Iptar, goddess of cities and empires and a awfully serious woman but he is also working on behalf of myself i am still not at liberty to tell you the full situation as as i have said i have magically prevented myself from discussing the matter fully but should you be willing to throw yourself out of the tower once more the Great Lurker will be there to catch you and will provide you with rather instantaneous transport to Cranoth itself. Uh, alright. I'm guessing the whole of Greed is in Cranoth. Yes, the whole of Greed, or at least what has been built on top of the whole of Greed, is the largest bank in all of Cranoth. Bank heist! Alright, well, you've been very helpful, Ambulus. No, it is the three of you who have been more more helpful. What you are involved in is 
key to maintaining the balance of Eanus. And although I regret to say it, I can only see things getting more difficult for you from here on out. I, I just, I have two more questions, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Anything for a 20-pointer <laughs> such as yourself. Uh, one, do you know why you would mimetically prevent yourself from revealing specific information? I can only assume that discussing what is troubling the gods is so dire that to even speak its name aloud would invite great calamity upon the world, let alone for a god to speak its name. Okay, and uh, secondly, we seem to be getting quite a bit of help, like you said, from Ebtar, and we saw Shalorn for a bit. Even Ikana is butted in. And yourself, um, what's to stop, maybe, I don't know, Kazal coming in from the other team and, uh, you know, putting a damper on the parade? Uh, he shrugs and just puts his hands up in the air. Absolutely nothing, which is why we are doing what we can. <laughs> right, okay. We, we, as in the gods, and this includes Kurzal and even Asgural, <laughs> disgusting child, this includes all of us. We cannot interfere too directly in this world, lest we invite great misfortune upon the planet and the people of it, and in turn our own existence. But we are permitted to bless champions that we have chosen or provide various items or assistance to people that we wish to see do well in this world. And for now, we have chosen the three of you as, despite only possessing one 20-pointer in your team, you seem to be doing rather well, and your intentions do seem to be quite pure. Oh, wow. interesting. And what items we <laughs> can I cash in my twenty points for uh, knowledge of great sword use? You may not. <laughs> points are metaphorical. So I take it you can't, when won't be coming with us. You'd be quite handy to have. Absolutely not. I have other things to do. I'm unsure of what they are, but they seem to be quite important. All right, Ambulus. Before we go. Is there anything else you think may be pertinent to our noble court? Yes, I have one more thing to add to the three of you. Uh, he, he he reaches into his robe and he, and he says, Ikana is not often present with the rest of the gods, considering that she is... Uh, a grandmother figure of sorts to us, but she did ask me to pass this on to you. And he holds out a glowing purple orb uh, with a, a small uh, sort of tag attached to it uh, with a little a little quill. Uh, and he, he passes it to... Let's, let's say Mordai. He passes it to Mordai. Uh, and he says, Mordai, I will entrust you a 20-pointer. I... We'll hope that you know what to make of it. And he, and he passes the little orb over to you, and you see um, uh, on this uh, tag, it's kind of like it's like a gift tag kind of thing, and written in a very uh, steady uh, script is... Uh, what, what does it say, Mordai? Uh, well, he flips it over on the back. It says, To the guys from a friend, good for one extra day, 
and he flips it over to the other side and he reads, You three seem to have connections beyond this world. I'm glad to know you. And uh, and Eambulus nods and he says, Yes, I seem to recall Ikana mentioning something about a, a fourth, but uh, oh, who knows? She can get things muddled all the time. Uh, you may use that sometime soon to grant yourself a bit of respite. I imagine that the three of you could really use it about right right now. So, is that like a weekend or? Because I want one in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Based on my understanding, if you were to use this orb, it would grant you, uh, uh, how how do the kids say? A beach episode (laughs) where you might relax and do whatever you will. Thank you, the ambulance. Mechanics, oh, just so I know, does that create just like a gap in time? Um, mechanically, it means that like the next episode, you guys are going to kind of fuck around for a bit so that we can like slow the pace down a bit. Right. So it couldn't be, say, used in an emergency situation to have a whole day to think of something up? Mm. No. Okay, uh, are you applying that you want us to use it now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but basically, basically, I'm implying that you can that like you use like you can use it now to to have like a day of rest so that we can do a bit of character stuff that we can you know slow the pace of their overall story down a bit because it's been a bit go 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 uh, up up into now. So you know, take a breather, then go back. Okay, cool. All right, it is re- is really That's what sweet. I'm aiming for here. But I'm I was trying to justify an in world reason as to why the fuck you would ever stop. Okay, uh, pursuing the golden blade. Sweet. All right, cool. <clears throat> is this acceptable to you? You can totally fucking use it for whatever the hell you want. But it's just like have an extra day. We don't have to be pursuing the golden blade. You can do whatever with you can do with it whatever you like. Mordo, it's your choice. It's your bubble. Uh, thank you. I like the sound of an extra day. <laughs> thank you, Ian Bliss, very much for passing this on. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, before we lay the smackdown or the golden blade, do we want to have a beach day, as it were? Yeah. I don't see why not. How's, how's your hand feeling do with one? after touching that sword? Rest that up a little bit in water. That's true. Good point. Okay. Let's do it. Um, and what I, I don't know. Just smashes the whole thing. <laughs> 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 you That's not how that works. <laughs> I threw it on. No! <laughs> don't do that. That's not how you use it. <laughs> it just eats it. <laughs> supposed to eat it. <laughs> It's a suppository. <laughs> what I quickly grabs up all the pieces and just scoops in his mouth. You're eating broken glass, Morda. <laughs> you were never a 20-pointer. <gasps> oh, ow. What the fuck, dude? I'm so kidding. Hurtful. We're just joking, man. Shit. I'm down. Just before you smash it, uh, Eambulus uh, holds up his hand and he says, I just want to check before you do this and before I depart... You don't have any other questions? Ooh, uh, all right. I just don't want you to bitch about this later. <laughs> Come on, guys. Think, 
uh, the, the proctor uh, raises his hand and he says, um, uh, can I leave? Can I, can I, can I leave? The, can I leave the Starlit Rock? Um, um, guys, I don't really want to stay here anymore because it's kind of dangerous and, um, um, well, I think I'm going to lose my job anyway. It's not your dad, bro. You can just leave whatever you want. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, you're so right. Oh my God, you're so right. I'm my, I'm my, I'm my own dad. <laughs> like the CEO of the company is right here. Just, oh, where have you been? <laughs> where exactly I have been is something that I cannot entirely share with you. Sorry, that's sad. Oh, that's not why fun. don't you we, eat we, my we, ass? <laughs> That's an option that's always available to you and is knowledge that is freely available to you. <laughs> you punk ass bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, say, say the answer that you're going to say. Where I have exactly been, I cannot reveal for reasons I have already said, but uh, trying to send a fraction of yourself across the universe back to where you have originally come from is always a difficult task and so it has taken me many many months to regather myself into a more respectable form uh, now that i am here i am able to take more control over what is happening within the starlet rock that explains where you've been but where are all the other gods disappearing to that i cannot say um you wouldn't happen to know about the condition of one halfling named Orister, would you? Orister? Oh, Orister the Plucky, do you That's mean? That's the one, yeah. Yes. She is currently imprisoned in a fortress of Baskelubs in the middle of the woeful woods. Mm. Uh, since we're doing status updates, you got one on a dwarf named Anya? Anya, Anya, Anya Undraven. She travelled with you for a time, yes? Yes, she was the number four that you mentioned before. Oh, yes, of course, of course. She, and his his eyebrows get like, like he's really concentrating here. She now exists outside of time itself. She... She does not appear to have passed into the Garden of Death, though that is not the tidiest of places these days. She does appear to be alive and healthy, but as to her exact location, I cannot say. It's better than nothing. Mm. Wait, didn't he throw the weekend on the ground? It was just before I broke it. It was just, yeah, just before he broke it. He was like, whoa, whoa, hang on a second there, guys. Mithras, you've been awfully quiet. Did you not have any questions for me at all? I'm still thinking about the Golden Blade, actually. That is fair. Um, In order for us to take it, it has to be given to us by the Golden Blade. That would be the easiest way, yes. So there is another way. Well, I suppose you could kill the Golden Blade and invoke foul demonic magics to sever his soul connection to the blade and make it your own, but that seems awfully difficult, personally speaking. Do you know who gave it to him before he had it? Ooh, I cannot say for certain, but if 
Rumor is to be believed it would be the previous Golden Blade who would has who has given it to him. It's legit amazing how little the God of Knowledge knows. <laughs> I don't know, some bitch down the dairy said Darren had it. But you're the god of magic and knowledge. Keep track of the shit! You're like the Proctor who can't read. <laughs> Because how it wouldn't be fun if I just fucking told you everything, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> well, don't let us have a Q and A session with the God of Knowing Everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything I say, I always qualify with rumor says, so that if I forget it, which I will, I can backtrack and say that I was lying. Eambulus <laughs> e- e- says. Um, very well, if you have no other questions, I will let you go and depart myself. Uh, please, please do know that what you are doing is incredibly important and that while I can't provide you with all of the answers, I am not fully here. I will do what I can from afar, as will the other gods, even if you cannot fully uh, detect our presence. Uh, but uh, as, as as he says that, from the bottom of the tower uh, rolls in this uh, pale pink fog as dragging itself through one of the holes, which is too small for it, is the Great Lurker, uh, a large fleshy blob of a creature. Uh, and uh, it peeks over the edge with its two little black beady eyes and says, Hello, darlings. It's ever so nice to see you all again. Smash. And uh, yeah, and as as you smash it, the uh, as you smash it, the the mouth of the great lurker uh, opens, and uh, and you, you see the door uh, that exists inside the great lurker, leading to your house. Oh yeah, in furniture. You see the door. You smash the weekend door, and that's where we're gonna call it this week. Alrighty. Uh, so if you would like to share with us your secrets of the universe, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Mr. K underscore Ben. And if you would like to ask me to plumb my secrets of the universe, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mr. K underscore Bennett. Uh, and if you would like to participate in the downfall of Western democracy and the overall dumbing down of our news media, you can find us on Facebook. We're under for crits and giggles. <laughs> Uh, you can also find us on iTunes where you can really help us out by leaving a five-star rating and review like this really good one that we got from Ballad of the Seven Dice from Canada who says, if you enjoy amazing world building, friends throwing dice together, and some great characters, then step right up for your share of crits and giggles. Here is a few reasons why you should be listening to the show. First off, this show brings you an amazing world called Yanis that really shows the love and hard work they've put into crafting it and making it what it is. From gods to history to maps and kingdoms, this world has been fleshed out in such a way that it feels alive as you listen to the party, make their way through it, slowly uncovering clues as to why the gods are being so quiet. Secondly, the cast really gives you that comfortable feeling of friends sitting around the table together, rolling dice and just having fun. They each add to the story in their own way, whether it's Poe, bringing the humility and kind words of the monk to the group, Anya, with a mysterious connection to the gods and her mastery of the arcane, both learning and showing her friends what mysteries await them in the magics of Yanis, Mordai, bringing you a nine-pack of abs and a connection to the wilds, 
fawn from a society that fears his existence, or mimics whose quick and often violent ways aid the party when dealing with the deadly or troublesome. Lastly, the DM Karen brings a multitude of characters, accents, and a great story to the table for these heroes to enjoy, whether it's Torben Torbenson or the mysterious puppeteer of all fate, Eddie Murphy the donkey. Kieran brings a great amount of skill that both lends to the story not only constantly moves the story forward but has the players be quite inventive when he enters his skill challenges that cause the players to think quick on their feet and paint the picture around them do not miss out on this great podcast I very much recommend it thanks so thanks man Uh, Ballad of the Seven Dice is another podcast that has uh, been trying us a lot of support lately on Twitter so go and follow them uh, at Ballad Seven Dice, I believe, is their handle. Uh, and also go listen to their show, which is uh, Ballad of the Seven Dice. Uh, it's a really good podcast. Um, yeah, so that is all from us for this time. We will see you next time. You know, so I have to stop saying week because it's bad to lie. Um, <laughs> until next time, stay safe. Make sure you drink plenty of water. That's a very classic uh, hint. I, I haven't used that one. Before. I haven't. I have used it before. Yes, but it is a very solid piece of advice because this weekend I didn't drink enough water, and I didn't feel very good. And then I realized why. It's because I hadn't drunk enough water. So, stay safe. Drink plenty of water at all times, and may all your hits be great. Bye.